beer on the bay. Mm, beer. With producer Matt, the craft beer guy, kicking off your weekend with his latest beer discovery, the coolest breweries, the newest brews, and craft beer events for you and your buds to get knee-deep in suds. It is Craft Beer on the Bay, joined by Alfred and Jasmine from, I'm sorry, Jamie, I apologize. (laughs) I am the worst at this. I don't know why they let me do it. Alfred and Jamie from Joyhound Beer Company. Uh, First off, thank you guys so much for coming in for Craft Beer on the Bay. And uh, I wanted to start by just kind of getting a history lesson of how long you guys have been around, what the genesis of the brand was. I know we'll get into uh, the fact that you guys are raising money for a tap room. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But if you kind of want to just start us off with the the genesis of the whole thing, I think that'd be great. Um, Yes. Uh, Thank you for having us. I'm Alfred Rhodes-Me from Joyhound Beer Company. I'm here with my sister, Jamie. We are a premium craft beer brand from Baltimore, Maryland. We are black-owned, family-owned. Um, we started in trading in 2019. We've been around for a couple of years now. We're doing a crowdfunding campaign to build our own tap room. Um, so basically, it's a family project which was started by me, Alfred, with the help of my family. Uh, my sister, Jamie, is the most involved with, uh, with me. Um, we started uh, producing my homebrew recipes uh, under contract, getting those distributed throughout Maryland and D.C., um, we've had over 50 accounts. We've been at every Trader Joe's in D.C. We're at every Total Wine in Maryland. Uh, we have a lot of independent shops that you can find our product at also. Um, so we're just uh, getting out there, uh, getting, spreading the knowledge about our brand, spreading the knowledge about our beer, uh, trying to have another great uh, experience or another great company for beer in Maryland. So for not being around for that long and for not having a physical tap room yet, it sounds like you guys have already done pretty well on the, the distribution front. How was that like as far as the starting from homebrewing and then getting the stuff into stores? Um, I mean, it was just a, it's just a grind, it was just a challenge. We, we started with nothing, really. We built our way up from there. It's, a, it's been a lot of work, a lot of effort from everyone. Uh, we've had to work very hard every day. We've had to continuously learn the whole time, work harder, work smarter. And uh, we've had a lot of support. We've uh, made some great connections with our fans. People love our beer, especially our flagship, Foggy Chesapeake. That's our hazy double IPA that's got tangerine lime and lemon. Um, people really lo- rave about that one. We've gained a lot of supporters, and it's really helped us build our momentum and get to the place where we are right now. And I will jump in and say Alfred's being a tiny bit humble here and, <laughs> and not, uh, you know, kind of letting everyone know that, you know, really Alfred has been kind of a one man show. Um, you know, the family came in financially. We help, you know, there's a lot of things on the back end, but Alfred really does all the backbreaking work of at, you know, marketing, sales, all of that. So, you know, uh, I would definitely say kudos to him to being able to put himself out there as an introvert and be like, hey, buy my beer, you know, uh, listen to me uh, and try something new. Um, and, it's you know, it's really tough, but he's persevered because he said uh, he told me he just never wanted to let this thing fail. I, I love that so much for you guys. I mean, I'm a sucker for a family-owned business, and we here at the Bay are always trying to lend our platform to be able to support small businesses and family businesses and stuff like that. So I think that's a, a huge part of the local community, and we always talk on the show about how hyper-local the craft beer industry has the 
capability of being. Uh, so we love being able to be a part of that. I think we can go ahead and dive into our first beer, if that's cool with you guys. Uh, yes, that sounds excellent. Yeah, so what do we want to start with? I'll pass this uh, glass over to you guys if we want to go ahead and crack open our first one. What do we want to start with? So we have the uh, flagship uh, Foggy Chesapeake, the Fruited Hazy Double IPA. I think we can start with that. All right, cool. Producer Matt here for Craft Beer on the Bay, hanging out with the folks from Joyhound Beer Company. And we just off air cracked our first beer. This one is called Foggy Chesapeake. It's a fruited hazy double IPA. And you are speaking my language with the double IPA. Alfred, go ahead and tell us what we got going on uh, with this beer as far as the, the hops and the ABV and all that stuff. So Foggy Chesapeake, it's our, as you said, it's our hazy double IPA. It's got the zest and puree from tangerines, limes, and lemons. So there's real fruit in there. It's got a little bit of Indian coriander. It's a 8% ABV. It's very juicy, very citrusy, very smooth, especially for a double IPA. We use a hop mandarin of Bavaria from Germany. We use that in the Whirlpool and in the dry hop. Um, it just enhances the uh, citrusy flavor and just keeps it the experience very drinkable, uh, very enjoyable. It's a, as I said, it's very smooth. Uh, all of our beers, we like to keep them very drinkable. It's something we want you to be able to finish a whole one and be able to say, hey, that was really good. I'd like to have another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, like you said, it is super citrusy and we're big fans of the the citrusy, hazy IPAs, and especially the double IPAs. You get a little bit of the, the bite from the hops on the back end, but it's not like overpowering. It's still super well-balanced. I, I like this a lot, guys. Thank you so much for bringing this in. You. Um, you guys are currently uh, doing a kind of crowdfunding campaign in order to be able to raise the money to open up a, a physical space, a tap room for you guys. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give me the details on that and how people can um, find out more and contribute? Uh, yes, so we are running a uh, crowdfunding loan campaign through the site MainVest. Um, that's the SEC regulated crowdfunding portal that we use. We have raised $92,800 from 172 investors. Um, it's uh, only a minimum of $100 to invest. Um, we are extending, we are running this campaign. Uh, we're going to be extending it until April 16th of this year. Um, so definitely go to mainvest.com, search Joyhound, or you can go to joyhoundbeercompany.com, and you can also find the link to Mainvest from our website. All right, well, that's awesome. I mean, so I guess I got to ask what, uh, let's say the average person, they do invest and they go online and they contribute to the crowdfund. Is, it, uh, is there something in it for the people that do invest? Is there anything uh, kind of to give back to the people that help you guys get this place open? Um, yes, so the, it is a uh, uh, revenue sharing note, which is a form of loan. So there is a repayment process. Um, obviously there's um, you know always a risk in investing, but uh, everything goes to the plan. Uh, the loan will be repaid and everyone who has invested will get a profit. To see the exact terms of that loan, you need to go to the Mainvest portal. That's part of the SEC regulations. Right. But yes, it's it's a loan, not a gift, with the potential for uh, return for those who support us and want to see us succeed and help us get to the next stage in our journey. We are joined by Joyhound Beer Company, and 
Jamie, we just wanted to jump right in. We were talking about the uh, kind of crowdfunding that you guys are doing to open up a tap room. You're raising money, and you had some more perks yeah. for the people that uh, jump in to contribute. Yeah, thank you. So um, some of the investor perks that are associated, aside from the return on your money and the loan, um, everyone who invests in us, again, that minimum investment is only $100, will get their name on the tap room's founder wall founders wall um and those who invest two thousand dollars uh will get a founders club membership for two years and then folks who invest five thousand dollars or more will get a two-year mug club membership as well which would include all of the benefits of the founders club so those will come with like you know discounts um in the mug club you'll get your own engraved mug that will be kept in the tap room and so every time you come in we'll serve you your first drink uh in your uh personalized mug so. all right so a ton of great perks if you want to get in on the ground floor of a place that's putting out great beer so far. We tried the the hazy double IPA and that was fantastic. And then we just cracked open Tailwagger, uh, which is an American golden ale. And let's just first talk about the can art because I'm obsessed with it. It's called Tailwagger, and these two amazingly cute doggos are on the label. And these are pictures of your guys' actual dogs, correct? Yep. Yes. Yep. The gray one is my pity Bailey. And the brown uh, is Stella, our family dog. Um, they both actually are Brendel, but they're reverse Brendel patterns of one another. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. that's super interesting. That's hard to come through on the can, but they are that cute in person. <laughs> <laughs> and just tasting the beer, it's fantastic. Alfred, do you want to kind of give us a rundown of what went into this beer? Uh, yeah, so Tailwagger is a cold fermented American golden ale. Uh, we use a local Pilsner malt from Delaware that makes up 70% of the malt. We also use some specialty malts from Germany um, just to you know, increase that uh, profile, that uh, flavor, that amazing taste that it has. Uh, we, uh, we ferment it cold because that makes it a little bit cleaner, a little bit crisper. Um, we use that with your, uh, with your ale yeast. It's uh, made to compete with um, like uh, lagers and things like that. So a lot of people call it a Pilsner all the time. It's, it's actually an ale. I don't care if people call it a Pilsner. It makes me happy. It just means that uh, they're enjoying the beer. I totally get that. Now, we've been doing kind of a lightning round of questions with all of our guests over the last few months. So I'm going to hit you with some of these. Just first thing that comes to mind, and I will say, a lot of people don't necessarily understand the term lightning round. We're going to try to make this as quick as possible as we get through. Uh, first one, what was the beer that got you into craft beer? Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That's the gateway for so many people, it seems like. Jamie? Um, Alfred's Beers. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, Alfred, what was the first beer you ever brewed? Uh, it was an English Pale Ale. What's your favorite beer you've ever brewed? My favorite beer, personally, Tailwagger. <laughs> that is a fantastic beer. Uh, what's your favorite brewery other than your own? <laughs> so I'm going to have to go one. with uh, Oliver Brewing Company. Yes, they make Be More Hazy is so good. <laughs> I uh, like uh, Crooked Hammock and uh, based in Delaware. Love that. Okay. Uh, if you could only drink one beer for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, Tailwagger for sure. <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, Plum Power Sour, I personally love. Okay. One I love purple and it's sour. Purple Friday. <laughs> love it. Yes. If you didn't work at a brewery, what would you be doing? Probably something in food because it's a, I'm a very culinary person. That's one of the reasons why I did uh, craft beer. 
Okay. And that's one of the reasons why um, he's no longer doing neuroscience. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it. <laughs> Say that again. Neuroscience. Neuroscience. Yeah. Our, yeah. our whole family are are uh, we're all bio, we're all scientists. I used to do neuroscience research. Um, you know, me being a, having a background in biology is one of the reasons why I've been interested and in, got into brewing beer. You know, uh, Louis Pasteur, the guy who invented pasteurization, he did that for the purpose of making beer safer. Beer is the foundation of microbiology. Yeah, beer is the reason why your food is safe. So do me a favor. Uh, next time we do this, lead with that next time. <laughs> yes, we are a family of scientists. I love that so much. All right, we will come back with one final break with the folks from Joyhound Beer Company. It's Craft Beer on the Bay. We're hanging out with the folks from Joyhound Beer Company, and we just cracked open one final beer, and this one is Plum Power Sour. It's uh, super tart, and you said it has real plum in it, right? Yes, it's got real plum puree in it. And it's fantastic. Do you want to give me a rundown of uh, what all went into making this one? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Plum Power Sour, this is our second sour beer we've released. It's a uh, kettle sour. That's uh, meaning that basically after you uh, extract the sugars from the grain into the water, you, um, you use some uh, souring bacteria before you boil it to uh, get it uh, down in pH, get that sourness. Um, and then uh, then we boil it, then we ferment it with a plum puree. And that's how we get the wonderful, bright, and tart flavor. Uh, very drinkable for a sour, 6.5% yeah. ABV. And the, the plum puree it gives it a little bit of sweetness. It, it enhances the tartness. It, it really changes the perception of it. It gives it a like, tiny note of earthiness, which rounds it out. And uh, we just, uh, we think that this beer is great, uh, partially because of, you know, it really allows us to express ourselves in terms of um, what we're doing with the sourness. You get, you get to, you know, show off your knowledge, your technique there. And uh, we love the artwork on this one. It's uh, it's called it's got uh, lightning bolts. With yeah, it's, it's it's very catchy. It's definitely super interesting. Uh, it almost kind of looks like uh, the South Park episode with the member berries. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's kind of <laughs> what I'm minute. getting out of it. Um, but yeah, so the folks from Joyhound Beer Company, really great hanging out with you guys. And you guys are three for three with the beers that you brought in. These are all great beers, and people can uh, c- contribute and be a part of the crowdfunding. Uh, to help you guys open up a tap room one more time do you want to tell people the website where people can learn more about you guys um, yes, yes. Oh, you go. oh yeah so definitely head, uh, head to our Joyhound Beer Company website which is www.joyhoundbeercompany.com and Joyhound is J-O-Y-H-O-U-N-D and uh, social media pages where people can find you online anything like that yeah we have uh, Instagram is probably our most active but we have all of the all of the social medias and you can find those linked on our website as well alright awesome so thank you so much Alfred and Jamie from Joyhound Beer Company joining us for Craft Beer on the Bay check them out online and learn more about them we're going to take a quick break and on the other side of these you'll hear from Led Zeppelin Allison Chains and Van Halen you can catch this or any other podcast Past episodes of Craft Beer on the Bay at thebayonline.com, wherever you get your podcasts and the Bay's social media channels. We are back with Craft Beer on the Bay after hours with the folks from Joyhound Beer Company, and we've had a great time tasting some of these beers. We're three for three with three really awesome beers. We just tried the Plum Power Sour. That's super tart and awesome. And then we had Tailwagger, which may have been my favorite of the bunch, the Golden Ale, which is the awesome can art of these cute little doggos. And we started it off with the Hazy Double IPA, Foggy Chesapeake. 
and you guys are rich in your family history and i know that that's something we wanted to talk about so do you want to jump in and kind of give us the all the family aspects of what you guys have going on at joyhound yeah definitely so i'll start out and um just tell you a little bit of history that i found really entertaining when i um, so Alfred got into brewing before we even knew these stories, um, but apparently brewing uh, kind of runs in our veins. Uh, our mother's grandfather, so our maternal great-grandfather, actually um, in Mississippi was known for miles for his brewing. He was sought after for both his moonshine and beers. Um, even the local sheriff would buy from him and only arrest him when the white store owners complained about him siphoning off too much business <laughs> from them from time to time. Um, they would keep him in jail for a short period of time if the judge needed brews for his upcoming party or his personal supplies were low. That is so crazy. So you guys didn't know any of that story before you started this venture? No. Nope. Our mom never, I mean, she, I guess it just never popped into her mind. Um, and so after we started the business, she told that story and I was like, that's wild. So um, it's seriously in your genes to be doing this and you had no idea. That's yeah. so wild. Yeah. And I'll let Alfred tell the story about our grand, our um, paternal grandmother. Yeah. So our dad's mom, um, our dad is from Nigeria, Benin City in the south of the country. His mom was a distributor for Guinness. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Guinness sells more Guinness in Nigeria than any other country on earth. It's their largest factory. I did not know that. Yeah. And they have three Guinness factories yeah. in Nigeria. Nigerians love stout. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nigerians but, love beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was, she was a polyglot. She spoke like five, six different languages. Um, there's a lot of languages in Nigeria, but uh, she, she built her business from scratch, uh, from scratch by herself, which obviously wasn't easy, especially, you know, being a woman at the time. Right. She was an entrepreneur and uh, had a lot of resilience, a lot of grit. And we, we like to continue that legacy. And, you know, it just reminds us of what we're capable of. I'm fascinated by that because like I said earlier in the show, I mean, we're all about family businesses and local businesses and everything. And it's so cool to hear that, you know, this was just almost destined for you guys to be going on this venture without you even realizing it. That's so awesome. And, you know, with you guys being uh, both of you scientists, and we've <laughs> joked on this program before about how beer really is the, the perfect combination of an art and a science. So do you want to kind of give us some more about your scientific backgrounds and how it all plays into the beer? Um, yeah, I mean, that's actually really funny because our tagline is at Joy Hump, uh, craft, brew, craft beer is a science and science is an art. Ah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, and then our fun one is craft beer for nerds by nerds. See there. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, one of the most amazing quotes that Alfred has ever said to me, I think, is that brewing is a scientific endeavor at its heart. You know, and so it really makes sense uh, that he took his skill set of understanding the way the mind works to give our customers the most amazing sensory experience while um, drinking our beers that one could have. So, you know, if you've never had a beer by a neuroscientist, check us out. <laughs> you know, there's a reason that people say it's magic backed by science. Right. And uh, one thing that that's worth getting into, we've talked a little bit about the, the can art uh, for Tailwagger just because I'm obsessed with the dogs on it. But all of the can art you guys have is fantastic. And we've talked a bunch on this program about I, how overlooked and how important can art can be as far as making sure that you stand out on a shelf. It seems like a lot of breweries went that kind of like 
new school, almost like graffiti-ish type route for a while to mm-hmm. try to stand out. But then once everyone else is doing that, no one's standing out. I, I yeah. think of uh, Elder Pine and how they have those like matte black cans mm-hmm. and it's like super sleek and cool. Mm-hmm. What's the, the process like for you guys and what care goes into your can art? How do you go about coming up with this stuff? Um, yeah, so we work with a local artist, Sebastian Sandcooler from the Baltimore area to create our labels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always start off from like, what is the beer that's going to be behind the label? And I go through the flavor profile. I go through the, like, what I want the perception of that beer to be. I talk to Sebastian about these things. And then we come together um, and he, you know, generates these ideas. And I say, oh, this one's good. That one's great. And then he does an amazing job and just blows it out of the water every time, um, creating some fantastic artwork for us. Like, 100%. I always tell him I am so envious of his talent. And also, I'll add, for the can art, all of our can art is either related to science or something related to Baltimore or our family. Okay. And again, I've talked before about how, you know, one of my favorite things about the craft beer industry is how hyper-local it can be. So Mm -hmm. working that stuff into the can art, I think, is super important. And I love what you guys have going on here, especially with this uh, Plum Power Sour, the the electricity or lightning bolts or whatever you got going on around there is super eye-catching which i love now with without giving away too much do you guys have an eye on where you'd like to be geographically as far as when you open up the tap room um yeah so right now we're looking at locations um in Pigtown and baltimore specifically um you know we're, we're keeping our minds open for you know throughout the entire baltimore dc area um, you know, Baltimore is our home. Uh, it's where it's where we built our foundations, where our customers are, mm-hmm. and uh, we find a good spot there. We definitely want to be in the be in the city, be in the community, and continue to grow with everyone's support. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I'd love to see you guys be a, a pillar of the local community. Now, as far as you guys already have really solid distribution, it seems like is there a way people can go on the website and find? where you guys are located in stores, like a beer finder or anything like that on the website? Absolutely, there is a beer finder on our website. But of course, like Alfred mentioned earlier, all of our beers are sold, well, all of our beers in um, rotation currently are sold at the Total Wines in Maryland. Gotcha. So if you're in Maryland, there's one in Towson and there's one in Laurel. All right, fantastic. You can always find us there. Mm-hmm. I love that. And just one more time, do you guys want to hit the, the website and social media channels and all that stuff so people can make sure they know where to find you? Um, yes, please go to joyhoundbeercompany.com. And from our website, you can find the link to invest in our campaign. You can also find the links for all of our social media there. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Joyhound Beer Company. Is there anything else that we make want to make sure that we hit before we uh, wrap this on up? Um, nothing other than, you know, if you're a dog lover, beer lover, check us out. Um, when we have our tap room, it's definitely going to be dog friendly. So I definitely wanted to let people know that because we want to be able to bring our rescue puppies out um, so people can meet them. I meet love the tail wagger stars. Yes, we love that. <laughs> Joyhound Beer Company, thank you so much for joining us on Craft Beer on the Bay and looking forward to seeing a lot more cool stuff out of you guys. Uh, you can catch this or any other past episode of Craft Beer on the Bay at thebayonline.com. Also Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts as well as the Bay's social media channels. That'll get posted uh, a little later on today, around 5 o'clock I think is when they usually get posted. So that's going to wrap it up for us. I'm Producer Matt. These have been... 
Alfred and Jamie from Joyhound Beer Company. That's it. Peace. Peace.